experience. Experience is everywhere. Well, yeah, experience is everywhere. So the first thing, is just, you can just introduce yourself. My name is Andrew, and I run Main Street Music Studios, and I'm a music producer, engineer, and um, music instructor. Great. We're so happy to have you with us today, Andrew. Thanks, man. Thanks for taking the time. Right on. Um, so the first thing I was hoping you might talk about is when you hear the phrase experiences everywhere, what does that mean to you? What do you think of when you hear that? Experiences everywhere? That's an interesting statement. Um, I think, to me, it means in the moment, you know? Like not, not thinking too far ahead, too far behind, but what can you do right now at this moment? Um, and you know, your current experiences and also how to maybe how to change them towards what you want, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so in relation to that, uh, the, the reason that we're having you speak today is just to talk about the power of persistence and the power of being who you are, which is, I think, a really important part of, of people that we may not always really connect with or understand who we are. So I don't know if you want to talk about the process of getting going with your business or anything else that comes to mind when you hear that phrase of being who you are or the power of being who you are, staying true to yourself. Yeah, so um, I think that's that's something that's, of course, ongoing. It's not something that I think like who you are right this second doesn't have to be what you are the next second. So for me, it's definitely been an evolution. And I think you said something about persistence earlier too. And that's, def- yeah. that's definitely something that, you know, if, you're pers- if you really want to achieve something, the persistence has to be there. You have to be relentless in making what you want happen to happen. So, um, you know, whether that's creating short-term goals, long-term goals, at the same time, but just kind of maybe like making a plan, having a, a couple different plans and being persistent with it. But I think also that does go hand in hand with who you are, too, because there's a lot of people that will say they'll do that, but they won't. You know what I mean? So right. procrastination or whatever the case may be. Um, there's always a way to, to accomplish what you want to accomplish is just trying to find the right path to do that. Right. And so um, when you think about some of the challenges or barriers you've had, um, either in terms of being a musician and and creating music or in terms of getting the studio going and uh, maintaining that studio process, you know, to become more successful over time, um, how do you how did you face some of those barriers that may have come your way in those situations? Yeah. So I think from the outside and it looks easy. I think a lot of people, especially when I'm speaking to people I don't know very well, um, I think there's a slight, sometimes a slight assumption that everything was just very easy to put together. Right. When in reality, there was a lot of moments where, I mean, I could sit here and talk about like be persistent and all that stuff at the same time, but there was points where I thought I was going to give up too. So just to kind of be honest about it, being a musician, the music industry is very challenging, especially this day and age where, you know, the internet's a great thing and it's a bad thing. Home studios are a great thing and it's a bad thing as well. Just to elaborate a little bit, like when, you know, now that the internet exists and you can have SoundCloud and you can have, um, upload your own iTunes album, you can have your own home studio. A lot of people don't realize that, um, how does a commercial studio exist? And so I had to kind of think about how do I, how can I come up with a way to have a professional recording studio, but also be able to maintain and not have to stress out about that's my sole you know, point of income, especially when you first start, right. you, know, you can't just build a studio and expect everybody to show up, you know, and, and make yeah. enough, so. Um, so we base our everything around lessons first, which is really my primary thing anyways, education for kids and, and everybody. 
Um, so we have a lot of music teachers here at the studio that are incredible. But um, so that's our that's our like focus. You know, the studio was something I did for fun. I kind of fell into it. And a friend of mine got me into a major studio in New York and started producing there. And then um, I just kind of caught the recording bug and, and I just wanted to do it on my own. And I had to I had to learn over the course of 10 years. And I didn't go to school for for audio recording. Um, I kind of learned from people in New York and just shadowing engineers and that type of thing. And it took me a little bit longer on the technical side of things, and I'm still learning. But the creative side of things was always there, so it was easier for me to step into it. But um, and then right, yeah, and so yeah, so there's a lot of obstacles. I mean, as far as starting the business, maintaining, you know, we were renting a building when I first created the business. Um, just to kind of you know shorten the story a little bit, uh, rent got extremely high. We were renting an entire building, so it got really expensive and um you know, it got to the point where we were pretty much about to close the business. And so we tried to purchase a property to house the the entire studio and the, the lesson rooms and the, the business plan as a whole. And we failed a few times um, in the process. And it wasn't necessarily us, it was the sellers of both properties, or maybe it was like flood insurance or whatever the case may be. We just couldn't afford the, you know, the properties that we wanted to buy, you know, at, at the end of the day, we just kept failing. And it was very frustrating. And so we my lease, my landlord, in the meantime, is like really on me about, okay, you got to sign this lease, you got to sign this lease. My business in this building is is in jeopardy because if I don't sign the lease, he's going to, you know, something could happen. I could be kicked out or I'm not protected if I'm not under a lease either. So anything could happen. And so I didn't want to go back there, but then I had no place to go. So I literally thought about, okay, I've failed on trying to get a couple properties and I'm just going to give up and maybe go out on my own and just teach music on my own and then open a small recording studio and not, not worry about everything else. But in the back of my mind, I'm also like, okay, well, I've got like there's all these great teachers that I'm teaching next to that I kind of feel a little bit responsible for. Like if I, if I shut the whole business down, they'll be fine. They're all talented. They'll, they'll find a space. They'll find a, you know, but there, it won't be all in one place like we have. That's what was special about it. So something kept me going. And then, um, I kind of, by fate, I bumped into these realtors, this husband and wife uh, realtor that I had no idea was going to be at this this meeting I was at that I almost canceled myself. You know, I just went there anyway and, and met them and they, um, I told them my situation and they found a couple properties that were private listings and one of them was this this one we're in now in Brewer and it, it was a perfect fit and we had everything lined up financially and we closed literally within, you know, a couple weeks, two to three weeks, we, we had everything ready to go. And even that's its own struggles, too, because now we're owning a property, property tax, waterfront. I mean, we're on the water. Yeah, now, so a lot of waterfront. things. Yeah, so this, it's a different type of stress, but it's it's a lot happier stress. Like before, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. we might close. My, my business is called Main Street Music Studios, and it happened to be on a main street when we bought this third property, and the first two weren't. So it was like fate. I can't pinpoint it, but there was definitely something that happened that made this possible. I can't really pinpoint it, but it was like being persistent, back to that word, was really, and not giving up was the only reason that I'm here talking to you right now. Now that we own a place, it's like we, we built a brand new parking lot, new roof. We're on the water out back, so we've got like a little waterfront terrace. We've actually got a main studio, then we have a, a production room on the third story on the other side now, and then we have all the lesson rooms. Everybody has like a waterfront view. It was just um, an amazing experience. It was crazy. Yes, exactly. It was the universe coming together to uh, support your process. You know, in listening to you tell this story, I feel like it's part of your passion for what you were doing and the community of people that you had around you and the connection that you had with them, sort Absolutely. of whether it was conscious or not those things probably helped you oh, to move through conscious. these ups and downs that you had, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely conscious. If it wasn't for, you know, if I didn't have to think about other people or whatever, 
I would just open up my own little tiny spot. You know, I wouldn't have such a, we wouldn't have such a big facility. We wouldn't have, I, I think all of us together, again, we make a huge in, impact, like you said, with the community. When we're spread out, yeah. every, every member of mainstream music studio still makes an incredible impact on the community and surrounding communities in their own right. But there's something special about everybody in the same building, like our home base kind of thing. It's something really special about it. I can't put my, put my finger on it, but it's, it's, it's great. Yes, well, I think it's uh, wonderful, you know, that you were able to take who you were and the path that you wanted for life and bring that all together in a way that does create this sense of community that does impact, you know, the reach is far beyond um, just yourselves in terms of um, even moving passion for music forward or uh, learning some of these, teaching some of these lessons to kids about how you can be frustrated, but you still move through that, right? I think about practicing music and learning an instrument is like extremely challenging and it can be really easy to give up on it. it but is. if you are hooked into the joy of it, it can push you forward, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot to take on and it's awesome that you manage it every day and I, you know, I think that um, it's a powerful story in terms of really being able to take what you love, do something meaningful with it. And, you know, it also speaks to just there's always going to be struggles in life. And the more that you can figure out ways to work through them and move beyond them, the better it will be and the more successful you can be in your life as you keep moving forward. So. Right. And not, not trying to let, and not trying to let negatives. That's the other thing is not trying to let, you know, problems that come up or negatives or whatever, like, you know, the whole thing, like turn negatives into positives. Like that's a huge thing that I try to do lately because managing stress. I mean, because if you own a property or if you're at a business, there's always going to be something, there's going to be somebody who needs something changed or the property needs, there's an issue with the property you have to fix. Or, you know, a lot of times I come in here and I'm not just the engineer producer. I'm also the, you know, the contractor. I'm doing sheet rock, um, trying to do electrical, plumbing, um, hardscaping outside, landscaping. Um, I'm the janitor here. So people come in. One funny story was this guy came into my studio. Um, I had left the door unlocked and he came in and he said, um, and I was sweeping the floor and he's like, Hey, I'd like to speak with the owner. And I said, cool, just one second. And I put the broom down against the wall and I walked back over and kind of brushed my hands off. And I was like, put my hand out. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> I'm the owner. And he's like, Oh, okay. You know, I got like a hoodie on and tin, dirty tins and you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. he didn't expect it. You know, the, the old saying, treat the janitor, like you treat the CEO. It's like, I'm, I'm a little bit of both, I guess. You know what I mean? But like just doing, right. doing, cause I can't afford it just to be honest. Like I can't afford to hire somebody at this moment to come in and clean my facility. So I'm cleaning it. I'm doing the lawn mowing. I'm doing the painting the parking lines and putting fences together. I'm doing, you know, everything I can except for basically roofing and, and, um, you know, taking care of the furnace. Like those are things I don't, I'm not familiar with, but it's a lot, you know, and I do all the online media stuff as well. So there's, there's always something every day, but the, I, I love it because every day I wake up, it's like, all right, let's, let's attack today. You know what I mean? Like wh what can I put on my list today? Mm -hmm. You know, I was here earlier this morning doing the craziest stuff, like transferring cassette tapes to CD. Like I'll do that, do that as like a little side thing. And I did that this morning at seven this morning and then transferred all that. And then I had a recording session at nine, um, from nine to about right now, just, just before you called. And then this interview, and then I teach from two until, uh, 9 PM. And then I have a recording session, 9 PM to two in the morning. And so that's like, yeah. the, that's the every day. So, it, you know, it's, it could be as late as four or five in the morning, or it could be, you know, I don't go to bed at all, or some nights I get decent sleep. So it's every single day is different though, which is kind of what I like about the job. Yeah. <laughs> challenging there's variety and uh it definitely sounds jam-packed every day it's like <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy but that's part of the like if you 
that's when you know you're doing something right though if you look at your calendar and you're like damn when do i sleep yep. when do i eat like today i'm not even doing lunch i don't have time i'm just skipping lunch working straight through and then hopefully ordering something during the recording session tonight or whatever but there's just no time and that's yeah. it's probably not the healthiest thing you know but like it's just cool to like look at the calendar and be like wow you know Oh, should we not swear on this podcast, by the way? Should I? Uh, I should keep it clean, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't think, it's not like you're dropping an F-bomb. No, 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 I just wanted for, and I, yeah, I, haven't cool. yet, yeah, okay. I haven't yet, but I just wanted to. Uh, no, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Cool. So on that note, we will uh, sign off and uh, let our listeners explore what's available to them. Right on. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thank you.